Hello, and welcome to show number 2322 of Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. It's hard for me to acknowledge I'm making a difference in my community because I, uh, I, I tend to shy away from that. But darn it, people are getting out onto the trails and onto the rocky shores and, and, and beaches. And last week we talked with our guest about how that's actually done with his all-terrain cane and some of the clothing he made for the blind. This week, we'll talk about the nuts and bolts of starting your own business and some of the joys and frustrations associated with that. Sedona Dave, being a recently blind person who had just moved to a new town, got tired of sighted drivers not seeing him when he was walking around town, and he had some unfortunate interactions. He also wanted a better and safer way of hiking the numerous trails around his new home. We'll talk with Dave about how he solved his problems by starting the company A Werewolf Gear, as well as developing his products, a journey that was frustrating at times, but rewarding in the end. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Sedona Dave, who learned this the hard way. My Sedona Dave tip of the week is to be seen in a socially acceptable way. Don't get run over. Let them know, hey, I might not see you coming without having to drum up a conversation. A werewolf gear. There you go. My tip of the week. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 Let's start by meeting Dave. And for a longer introduction, you can listen to last week's episode, which was number 2321. This week, I want to welcome back Sedona Dave, who we talked to last week about the all-terrain cane, which is really a great and interesting product. But this week, we'll be talking about something completely different, how he started some of his businesses. So Dave, for people who might not have caught that show, can you reintroduce yourself and tell a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for having me on again, Nancy and Pete. Uh, great show, great opportunity. Uh, I am Sedona Dave. I live in Sedona, Arizona, uh, 59 years old, and I've got RP, retinitis pigmentosa, uh, down to about three degrees central during the day and uh, not much at night. Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Underwriting pairs the impact of targeted marketing with the integrity of community goodwill. Learn more by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is Sedona Dave's experiences starting a company, developing new products, and getting them manufactured and brought to market. Anyway, Dave, this week we wanted to talk to you about how you got involved in your business of selling clothing for the blind and how you started designing and finding manufacturers and distributors for the all-terrain cane and things like that. In other words, how do you start a business? You started out with the clothing, right? I did. It all started with a werewolf gear being uh, high visibility clothing for low vision people. When I moved out to Sedona, 
and I realized my vision was really tanking and I needed help. Uh, I went to the state for O&M uh, instruction and my first meeting with the instructor, she asked what my goals were. And since I love dogs, I wanted to work with a guide dog. So we, we tailored my training to that. When we got onto the main streets of Sedona, uh, I felt very vulnerable, like I'm sure like we all do, but I grew to know what the cane's job was, how to keep me safe. Again, training for the dog, I had to hone my skills. And, and how does a blind person hone their, how, how do we practice being blind? Uh, that is, how do we hone our skills uh, on the streets of where we, are, where we live? So there I was practicing being blind on the main streets of Sedona, using my eyes for navigation only. There's a street, there's the intersection. But I really did try to let my cane do her job. What did I notice here in Sedona? Everybody's taking pictures of these beautiful red rocks and <laughs> not paying attention. And, and honestly, within the first hour, I'd say a few weeks of practicing being blind, I must have gotten hit three times. Wow. So these sighted people didn't see the blind man. And that was a problem for you. <laughs> it, it was very problematic. So you called your company a werewolf, and the aware part is obvious. You want to make people more aware of your presence. The wolf part, um, you captured that a little bit in your logo. Can you describe your logo? Oh, certainly. Uh, I think so. <laughs> uh, I think I can describe the, 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 the wolf head itself is, is a fairly modern geometric four-piece compilation of shape that roughly portrays a wolf head looking at us straight on. Uh, but but the, the notion of a werewolf gear itself uh, came from my condition by uh, having an RP in that every day it's going to get dark. And as an RP, I really need to know this. It's happened so far every single day of my life. I need to prepare for it. Uh, I don't see at night. So I need at least one flashlight on me at all times because I know at some point I'll need it. And the same thing goes for mobility canes, outerwear, protective clothing, boots, or sneakers. Uh, because when I need it and I don't have it, then I know I'm in trouble. So I, I just need to be aware that it's going to get dark, that I will be walking. When the sun set prior to all this, and I didn't have my flashlights, and I wasn't prepared Really, I'd, I'd, I'd turn into a jerk. I'd get angry. I'd be lashing out at everybody around me. Very much like, I hate to say it, but very much like a werewolf. The sun goes down. He comes out and he's gnashing his gnarly teeth at everybody. I'd do the same thing until I became aware that, hey, guess what? The sun's going down. What a surprise. Pause not. And when I became aware I wasn't turning into a jerk anymore. I was now in a werewolf as opposed to being a werewolf. Well, you know, for anybody who hasn't been to Sedona, and I highly recommend you go there, although that's going to exacerbate Dave's problem, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's surrounded by red rocks, which are this beautiful shade of reddish rock. Um, and it's not a big town. There aren't a lot of people who live there, but there are a whole lot of tourists all the time. 
And like Dave said, they're always gawking at the gorgeous scenery. And I could imagine it's a tough place to navigate if you can't see. It is. It really is. It, it's, it's, it was very frustrating. that I, After that third strike in, in, in the parking lot, I threw my hands up and I said, what else does a blind guy have to do to keep safe around here? And, you know, kicking that pebble, that started that avalanche of uh, a werewolf gear. And in my sighted days, I was a surveyor in Boston. And, of course, we had to have the bright clothing, the, the reflective and the hard hats and safety vests and everything. I needed something like that to draw attention to people that basically screamed, hey, here I am, without looking like a traffic cone. Um, because just bright green or bright orange doesn't say anything other than don't run me over. It gives no indication that I might not see. And and you might not notice that when we crash into each other at, at an intersection. So I needed to come up with a solution of something with, with high contrast and, and, and bright colors in a socially acceptable way. But what else? What else is going to let them know immediately that I can't see? And what was that something extra that you thought you needed? The word blind obviously came to mind. And I know it's, wow, what am I going to do is put the word blind on my shirt? Well, I did. Uh, and a lot of my designs I came up with in, in big, bold letters, and again, high contrast, blind on the front and on the back to let them know in, in five letters. I didn't, I didn't want to go with like visually impaired or low vision. Or, you know, that's going to generate a conversation, which I don't have time for in the intersection. So one word and immediately they know exactly what's going on. So I, I find that, find that to be a, an, an extreme problem solver. So who came up with these designs? Was this something you had enough vision to do, or did someone help you design these shirts and the clothing line? I, I, don't, I didn't have the creativity uh, to come up with that logo, which I'm, I'm extremely proud of. When I met up with my partner, Barry, Barry Aspen in Baltimore, we discussed roughly what the shirt can look like, what colors, designs, and then the logo. We needed to come up with a logo. And we actually farmed that out to a graphic designer out in California uh, who presented us with three different designs. And uh, there was no discussion. We, we were just glued to this wolf head. And, uh, and when she described you know, the meaning behind it, the opening of doors and the light shining through, wow, that was brilliant. It was a, a very powerful message. And it's a logo and a message that everybody can wear. Not just the blind. We, we all we are, all aren't going to wear blind on our shirts. But my wife, you know, she can certainly be supportive and 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 wear uh, a number of our shirts. Don't have the word blind on it, so she can join in, join the party, and, and be part of the community of uh, werewolf gear. So you hired a graphic designer for the logo. You got the shirts designed between you and your partner. And now you have to actually make these shirts. How does that happen? Uh, again, these this is all uh, in my partner's wheelhouse. Uh, last time we spoke, I described our partnership as being very much the beauty and the beast, where I'm out in my hiking boots and camo cargo pants and all-terrain cane, and you know I, I beat rocks together. Uh, I'm the one who's, who's got mud all over me. And Barry's is... The, the the business professional, he's got the contacts and the graces and the, the tact. Um, and, and this is all his wheelhouse. So when when we were discussing this, he mentioned that he always wanted a clothing line. 
and what a great opportunity. And then when we got going with the designs, we started talking about the materials. And I, I'm not big on cotton anymore. That's so 80s. Um, I like the poly, the blends. And of course, he's he felt that this blend is better than that blend as far as the material. So he guided us towards the manufacturer and the printer. Uh, and those are all uh, in, in the United States. Even as far as the high-density inks, uh, which I knew nothing about, reflective ink. Oh, so Barry was pretty familiar with developing clothing lines in the first place. So this made this a lot easier. I believe he, he knew what questions to ask. And he had the visions of where to go. I, I wanted, uh, as part of the, the creed or, or philosophy of a werewolf gear, I, I wanted it to overachieve, uh, just like the canes, and they have to be super strong or too strong, shall we say. Uh, I, I wanted the shirts to be not just shirts. I wanted the, 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 the contrast to be super high contrast, uh, reflective. All right, there's that extra level of safety that that I can be seen brighter in the intersection. Uh, fluorescent colors or super bright colors, uh, patterns that really catch the eye. That's what I wanted to bring to the table is that that overachiever uh, element to the shirt. Yeah. Well, it does take a combination of skills, and it sounds like you know you certainly contributed your part in terms of what these shirts really needed to do. And Barry had some other expertise in terms of making the connection with manufacturers and printers, et cetera. Exactly. And what I've learned through this whole process is that uh, I can't do it alone. I don't have the skill set. I don't have the knowledge base. Um, I'm not sure if any one individual does have it all. Uh, because when I talk to Barry about things like uh, the joint of the cane, um, that's really my wheelhouse, the, the engineering, the, the, the physics, the, the sound tech element of it. And that's where I can really uh, shine. Right. And he's not a user of the cane, so he has no idea how it functions on the trail with your eyes closed. Exactly. Exactly. And it's very interesting how, how our wheelhouses uh, developed through this process, how I was able to shine in my elements and, and vary with his. And when we put our minds together, uh, wow, what a team. Well, it sounds like you guys make a great combination. And in a lot of businesses, you know, you do need the complementary skills. It, Like you said, it doesn't take just one person. Right, right. And again, I could not have done it without him. Uh, he's, a, he's an amazing individual. Uh, I'm very proud of him. And uh, he crushes it on a daily basis. You talk about yourself and Barry having your own wheelhouses and yet working together well as a team. Yes. How big of a staff does a werewolf gear have? <laughs> or is everything else contracted out? I would say yes. We do have a fulfillment department. It really is Barry and myself. Uh, manufacturer is overseas. Uh, we've got a factory. We've got a factory rep. Um, and then we've got my wife for emotional support. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not very big. It's a really small crew. But um, yeah, I, I, I mentioned my wife you know, more or less tongue-in-cheek, but I couldn't do it without her as, a, as another crucial partner. Uh, you know, she's there for me uh, to support, to bounce ideas off. And if I have a great idea for a shirt, I will run it by her and she will definitely give me her honest opinion on it. So uh, not, and not a big crew. 
Now, I can imagine with shirts, lots of people might be able to print shirts and have a printing press. But when you're developing hardware like a cane that isn't exactly like some other cane, it must involve some investment up front to get parts and test different designs. How did all that work? That was a process. <laughs> that, that was a big, I sat back in my chair, rolled my head back and said, wow, that was a process. I started out with two prototypes. When my focus shifted to, I want to get this onto the market for other blind people, I had to solve a number of issues. And that's where the factory and I started working hand in hand, where I, I sent them the third prototype and I said, let's work on this. Let's build this. So they tooled up what they needed to do to send the first factory prototype back. And, and it was a nice rough draft, but it was rough and it needed a lot of work. So sent the comments back to the factory with pictures and descriptions and all. And then they came back with a second prototype. Okay, that was a lot better, but what's not working on this? And, and this, this happened actually six times until we came to where we are today is the, uh, the Mark III, um, the second round of production. How many people did you have testing out the prototypes? Um, me. Wow. Yeah, just me. I did get to be my own crash test dummy. Now, the factory did do their testing, uh, you know, what they can do, making sure that the parts are correct and that they fit correctly. But when it came to actually testing the tips, the strength, the lateral strength, how it handles on the trails, how to adjust the grip um, yeah, all that was done by by me because I really felt that I, it's it's my baby. Uh, I I know exactly what I need of it, and what's meeting my needs and what's not meeting my needs. I was skeptical at first about using a round ball when vertically loading, for example. So this is where I took it out on a trail. This is what I need to do. Nope, it works, and uh, I, I crossed that worry off my my list. So I'm kind of interested in how you engage overseas partners so easily to do something like that, because this is a lot of work on their part, and it's not like you can guarantee a certain number of sales and a production line number up front. How, how does all that work? Were they just willing to do this gratis, or is there a big upfront investment needed to do that? Well, there, there was a fairly substantial upfront investment. Um, when we decided all, all the final parts grips, uh, all the final pieces, uh, we had to commit to the factory uh, to build the molds. Oh, and the molds are expensive. Molds are expensive, right, right. Uh, but we needed them, and, and not all molds that we had bought were ultimately used in the final process. But, you know, that's, I'd say that part of it, it's 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 part trial and error. Um, yeah, and I spent a, a lot of money on a number of molds that have been uh, melted down, let's say. Yeah, that must have been very frustrating. And it, it was a bit frustrating, uh, and it took an awful lot of time. Uh, I'd say about a year. Because of COVID, we couldn't fly over there and work with the people. If we could have done that, it, it would have been on the market a year earlier. But this back and forth, uh, testing the parts and redesigning parts, um, yeah, it took time, T&M, time and money. But Ultimately, we crossed the finish line. And this is where my wife really excelled. That There were nights where I was just at the end of my rope and I was just really frustrated and ready to say, you know what, I'm, I'm done. 
uh, and, and she was right there with me and for me and saying, you know what? No, let's, let's, let's see this through. So, um, not always easy, uh, a lot of difficult decisions, a lot of perseverance and, and keeping uh, the, it sounds so corny, but the eyes on the prize, that's so cliche, but keeping in mind that I want others to be hiking with me. And, and that really was my, my, my motivators. I'm tired of being the only blind guy on the beach or on the trails. So I, I want to see more of these canes in front and in back of me on the trails. So that was my motivator to, to see it through. Well, it's great that really worked out for you. I, I think people underestimate the difficulty and the trials and tribulations of being an entrepreneur. As you say, there's a lot of work, takes a lot of time. There are a lot of frustrations and a substantial investment to get things off the ground. Yes. I looked up the definition of entrepreneur and, and right in the definition, there's a big, a big word of risk, financial risk. And, and that's part of it. We really do have to be willing to put a lot of, of resources on the line. A good friend of mine, a blind skateboarder, Justin, Justin Bishop, he's a real inspiration. He always says that if I quit, that's when I fail. Uh, you know, if I, uh, this part failed, I quit and throw the cane over my shoulder and say, I'm done. Well, guess what? Now I failed. Now the project is, is no more. So keep going, man. Don't, you know, don't quit. Just persevere. Another uh, mentor of mine has, has, has an expression, you know, doesn't matter how far down the road you are. If you're on the wrong road, turn around. <laughs> I love it. That's important. You talk about the financial investment and the risk. Did you have to round up investors or was this all personally funded? Uh, bottom line is that no, it was all personally funded. Uh, this was, uh, I guess, a, a bootstrap or shoestring, uh, whatever those expressions are. Um, I, I did... S- seek funding and um, my sources were were at first willing and excited and enthusiastic but when when the rubber met the road uh, it wasn't there and again I was like well now what do I do do I forget about it it's so much easier to walk away now than to do what I had to do and that was to to liquidate some resources and watch the accounts go down and watch that credit card go up and I, I still have a substantial credit card bill that I'm just dying to chip away at. But again, this is what I had to be willing to do. And I guess you must breathe somewhat of a sigh of relief now that you finally got the manufacturing lines up and running for the clothing line and the all-terrain cane. Are things running a little bit smoother now and you can be a little bit less hands-on? I love being hands-on. I, I always want to be hands-on. But my, my concerns, uh, my worries, the things that keep me up at night have shifted. I'm no longer concerned about that credit card bill and, and, the, and the debt because uh, I, I see this as being a very successful product and, and um, in high demand. I, I, that's something I didn't expect is how it's been received so far Uh which is wonderful. I'm, I'm very excited about that. No, now I get to worry about things like uh, when to spool up the third production. Uh, how much? You know, how many pieces are, are we going to have in that in that in that in that shipment? Um, the timing of all. What we want to do is uh, get going on a, on a monthly production schedule. Uh, there is a lag time when ordering the materials, and then I'm dying to get through that and and go on a yeah a steady monthly 
production. And I'm sure the factory will be very happy with that as well. Well, it's great to hear that you're finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel after all of that work and effort. And uh, it's very much appreciated by a large part of the community. I'm very, very happy that the blind community is embracing uh, the outdoorsmanship of it all, of, of, of saying, yeah, let's get out there. Let's stay out there. Let's, let's go where we want to be. I think I'm more excited about that than anything else. It's hard for me to acknowledge I'm making a difference in my community because I, uh, I, I tend to shy away from that. But darn it, people are getting out onto the trails and onto the rocky shores and, and, and beaches. And I was just talking to somebody yesterday about uh, he, he does some ministry work out in uh, East Africa. And I just, again, roll my head back and say, my, my God, what have I done? What do I continue to do? And how awesome that you know somebody going to, to those extreme areas of, of the world can now depend on a cane that's going to get them there and not break. And, and I get to be a part of that. Um, I did not expect this. I did not expect at all uh, to be sharing this with, with my community. Remember, I, I started doing this selfishly. Um, everything that we're talking about is just gravy. It's just uh, to, to hear the excitement of, of everybody else. Just I'm over the moon. That's got to be very gratifying. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about the Awarewolf Gear Company, including its products, the all-terrain cane and clothing, and how to contact its developer, Sedona Dave. You can start by listening to last week's show in which we highlighted the all-terrain cane, including Pete's experiences trying it out. Well, Dave, if people want to find out more about a werewolf gear and purchase some of your shirts and your clothing line or one of those great all-terrain canes, which we talked about last week, where would you send them? Oh, I'd, I'd send them right back to awerewolfgear.com. And that is A-W-A-R-E-W-O-L-F-G-E-A-R.com. And that'll take you right to the main page of the site uh, where you can peruse all the great shirts. Check out some amazing blind, awesome people, part of our crew, Justin. Justin's there, the, uh, the awesome blind skateboarder. Um, yeah, that'll take you to the main site. Uh, you can check out the rest of the uh, website as well, uh, slash ATC. A drop down page will take you to the all terrain cane page. And do you have a social media presence? So check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And if people had questions for you, I can be reached at info at a werewolfgear.com. That'll get to me. And as usual, you can find all that contact information in the show notes associated with this episode, which is number 2322, at our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. We'll also have a link to last week's episode in which we talked with Dave about the all-terrain cane and my experiences using it. If you're interested in other episodes where we talked about starting your own business, put the search term entrepreneur, if you can spell it, into the search field on our website. That's it for today's show. 
Next week on Eyes on Success, we will be talking about the recently announced Be My Eyes virtual volunteer. We'll be speaking with Hans-Jürgen Weiberg, the founder of the Be My Eyes app, in which blind or otherwise print-disabled users can interact with sighted assistants who can tell them what the camera on their telephone is looking at. Well, Be My Eyes now has another option where you can use the power of chat GPT, artificial intelligence, as a virtual volunteer where a computer at the other end is giving you all the same kind of assistance. So thanks for joining us this week, and we hope to catch you next week for that episode. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.